I can't believe I wasn't recording. Leave me down. You would absolutely love it, Gav. Yeah. It's so janky. It's kind of shit. <laughs> and it doesn't even bring you all of your food, just some of it. Do you know what it's like? What's it like? Do you remember Robot Buddy? Robot Buddy oh, the, the dog. dog? No, our little friend that we kept trying to make work. That we oh. do, like 360, oh, yeah. the 360 yeah. camera. Every time we tried to use it, it worked for about five seconds and broke. And it took forever <laughs> to try and get it sorted. So yeah. it, it technically, technically it worked, you know, on some level. Yeah, but, we, uh, it captured several frames of 360 degree, degree footage. Yeah. And uh, but to quote a film which I don't think people really think about much anymore, but was very big culturally for one minute. Uh, the girl next door, remember that? Who could forget? I mean, who most people apparently could forget, yeah. <laughs> quote, okay, including you, this guy. <laughs> it was the, uh, juice, was, the juice wasn't worth the squeeze. Was the quote? Wait, oh, I think. It had I don't think I've ever seen Eliza Cuthbert in it. Was that her name? Yeah, I yeah, from 24. Yeah, hat. Just damn, just damn fine. You never know what you never know which movies are going to have their minute and then go away forever, and like which ones are going to, you know, kind of hang about. Uh, financially, I guess you're probably better off to, to to hit right at the time and then go away forever. Like, there's no there's no money in being a cult movie for the movie people, you know. Yeah, yeah, but I I I also think like. Like Sylvester Stallone's not like, oh man, I wish Rocky was only one film, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Crying into his wads of cash that he has to reprise this character. Family Guy sure hated its online DVD sales. Following. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, think of it, Family Guy nearly just wasn't. Went, nearly just went away after like three seasons. Um, and Really should have no. I like a family guy sometimes, but uh, I mean it's um, it was good. Futurama had that treatment happen to it as well, didn't it? It went, it, it got cancelled after four years and then and then brought back. I yeah. believe so. It, yeah. it was brought back uh, worse. Yeah, it was brought back a little it bit worse. Like, yeah, it, worse. it came. Like, sometimes yeah. dead is better. Yeah, it's still good, but like oh yeah. Worse. No, it was definitely worse. And I like, you know, there was, because it, it came back first with the films, like the the, the, the three movies, and like there was yeah. very varying quality in those. And although, you know, I still I still quote that that one joke where he's in the tube with the chickens all the time. This <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't be so difficult if it wasn't for all the chickens. <laughs> it for all the chi- this problem wouldn't be so bad if it wasn't for the problem. Because yeah. <laughs> you, 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 you're faced with it in real life. Well, the show started, guys. We're here at the final count. Okay, brilliant. Well, I go grab a beer. I go grab a beer. I go grab a beer. I actually have a. I actually have a beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 so do I. Actually, I have a couple. I don't know which one I'm going to pick. Okay, I've got a number of beers here, and I don't know which one to do. I have. Well, well, let me tell you. Let me tell you what I've gone for because it's the only thing in the fridge. Oh yeah, chocolate truffle stout by Porterhouse. Oh, very good. Did you get that this year? I don't know. I think I did. Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a it's a yearly one. I think they they release yeah. it. Oh, it must be. Yeah, it hasn't. I haven't lived here for more than a year, so yes. Yeah, I they, they release it. Have a hard and fast rule about gun off beer. Uh, yeah, drink drink it, drink it now quickly <laughs> it. because it might be gone off now, but it'll be even more gone off tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. Like, I can't remember. Did we guess? Uh, like firm answer on like if you can drink that Guinness that's been sitting in the cupboard for three years. Um, I don't, I don't know about three years, but the nut on I have on very good authority from the nut. He would never lie to me. Um, that stouts are pretty bulletproof. You can. Well, this isn't a stout. This is a Yankee wine. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that turns. I think that does turn to poison if it goes. It does <laughs> turn to poison. I'm pretty sure. No, I think it, it's definitely it's definitely fine, right? Yeah, of course it's fine. Uh, the fact, I mean, they put in extra hops for the journey to um, India, you know, which I believe <laughs> is true. Um, uh, Smithix actually invented that process in 1714 when they first brewed their uh, traditional Irish red ale in the uh, cathedral in Kilkenny, uh, I'm pretty sure. Um, my, friend, my friend Liam from Twitter was telling me all about that. I'm pretty sure that's, that's accurate. You said yeah. that fast yeah. enough that I think it's true. Yeah, I mean, it's probably true. Smithix say it, so it's definitely not. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm just still a little bit sour at Liam for, for calling out our methods on the taste challenge. So I'm going to take every opportunity to take Smithix's side against him in the oh, future. Uh, and, and sorry, go, go ahead. No, no, and I'm probably going to make up really, some stuff I, about him. And also, I just want to say, I find his methods of choosing to take down Smithix yeah. Really lame. When the beer nut has done a lot of takedowns on Guinness and you're just kind of going for the second beer, <laughs> like at least come at the king. <laughs> if you come at the second king, I guess you can miss, I suppose, is what Omar <laughs> was trying to say, you know, to, to was it Brother Muzone he delivered that line to? I can't fully remember. Um, no, but it was, seems it, like... did, was it Brother Muzone or was it Omar? I think Omar was trying no, to. No, Omar said, Omar said it. I'm just trying to remember who he was talking to at the time. Oh, right. And, I, and I'm fairly sure he was talking, uh, referencing when Stringer Bell sent Brother Muzone after him, but I can't remember if he delivered the line, who he delivered the line to, you know. Mm. Um, and it's really important that we find out, but I'm not Googling it. Um, no. So I think yeah. it's, better, it's better to be wrong. Um, on the agenda, this week, we've all got beers. Um, I think I've settled on which one I'm going to have because I, 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 I bought the two Wamsas that were available in the shop, which is the filtered and the unfiltered. So, you know, um, the, the Alex Jones and the Alex Jones, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, Mouse, don't much... you normally have those around December time? You, you yeah. Know, your Kwanzaa Wamza? The Kwanzaa Wamza, yeah. <laughs> I do, yeah. Tell me Kwanzaa Wamza. <laughs> and that is the song. And it's, I don't think it takes away from the proud heritage of the holiday of Kwanzaa to associate the two. I really don't, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there, there, there was a, a line from the the television program Everybody Hates Chris when they were talking about Kwanzaa and he was like uh, Kwanzaa didn't quite catch on but the uh, the guy who uh, came up with Kwanzaa did later get convicted for felonious assault and that caught right on <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that, that program was pretty forgettable but I laughed at that line you know? I think it had a couple of nice jokes in it there. had a couple of yeah no, it did. I, fr frankly, actually, the, the 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 biggest problem with it was probably the title of it. I don't know. I don't know, like that it was. Obviously, it was trying to play off. Everybody like, loves Raymond. Everybody loves yeah. Raymond, while basically being very Malcolm in the Middle-ish. Mm, um, yeah, it was I, I don't know. Malcolm in the middle. Uh, I don't think it got. It probably you know why it probably, it's probably one of those programs that actually was fantastically popular, but just. You know, got loads of got loads of seasons, and I just kind of forgot about it after a while. You know, uh, I think it was like two or three seasons, which is still loads. Yeah, it's a it, it, it's getting up there, all right. Um, but no, I, I did I did enjoy it, and I enjoyed that joke. In any case, I, I'm I'm going for neither of the Wamses, uh, and I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, because uh, it starts with an L. I don't I don't think they pronounce the letter L like an L in Polish, or maybe they do. And my Polish friend is getting back at me. For the time I told him that the correct word in, in English for your house was your lair. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you want to come back to my lair? Do you even visit my lair? I've uh, got a few drinks, you know, have party. <laughs> We're gonna have, to have a good time. <laughs> so basically, you accidentally wrote what we do in the shadows years before. <laughs> <laughs> we got. Uh, that's it wasn't the same guy because the the guy who we the guy who we said uh, convinced it was chips was actually bulgarian it's a different guy <laughs> so not chips why are you saying it weird it's chips ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, such so bull. dumb so, so well wonderful I'm, we're pretty dumb it's quite cruel to do to somebody because they're just doing their best they're just trying to learn uh, and uh, you know but um uh, i don't regret it um <laughs> And my life's turned out perfectly since. So I don't think karma's trying to tell me anything there. You know, Manus, I wouldn't change anything about anything to do with you. You're yes. Because I'm perfect, which we all already agreed on. We all agree. Uh, yep. I'm pretty sure we all agreed. To I was at the meeting. Yep. Yeah, it was, it, was, it, was a, it was a quick fucking meeting too. It was like, he's perfect, right? Yeah. The, term, the term landslide gets thrown around a lot these days. Yeah. <laughs> totally and let me tell you, that dude landslide was a big fan of yours. Yeah, well, that was... Um, th that was was that was the um it was weird that they went double barrel with that name wasn't it you know 
his mother was uh, Caroline Land and his father was Stephen Slide, you know, so they did the double barrel. Yeah. That joke was never as funny as I personally found it. <laughs> the, the squeezy blowbacks joke. Yeah, I made Gavin say it every single night for ages. What um what was the give me the give me the give me the it was it was he was give the me, inventor. Give me the bones of that joke again. He was the inventor of uh, it, it, it was he was the inventor of a um, a pipey, bagged, windy instrument, you know. And yeah. I guess you're wondering what it's called, squeezy blowbags, and it was named after him, John Squeezy Blowbags. He had a double <laughs> barrel name. You see, his mother was Caroline Squeezy, and his father was John Blowbags, and he had to say it every night. And I never didn't find it funny, and the audience never found it funny. <laughs> Uh, well they did a lot a lot of they actually did because gavin was the talented one so a lot of the time i would think i'd hit a real home run with a with a joke but it was just really gavin was making uh, making yeah chicken shit chicken salad out of chicken shit you know uh, <laughs> uh which is the opposite of what would happen if you tried to write a sketch of ben where he'd just be like just some way we can make this longer and make less sense because <laughs> I really feel like that's important, you know. Uh, you know, uh, that, that's that's how things are. Uh, I actually so, have a yeah. to make before we get into the beers. Okay, go so for it. While we're talking about old jokes, I once again very shamelessly stole a No Pants Thursday joke and and passed it off as my own. Now oh, I Jack, will. Why? There are so <laughs> many better sketches to steal from. <laughs> I mean, like there's tons of them. I will when I, <laughs> I will when I tweet the clip or something credit whoever wrote it. So I do kind of. I'm also kind of asking who wrote it. I'm ninety percent sure it's Manus. Um, I, I did a wrestling match on Friday. Uh, calling it a match would be, I would use the term stretch, because uh, <laughs> yeah, it was mostly a courtroom yeah, scene. I it was mostly a courtroom scene where I I obviously did justice according to Blue. Of course you did. Yeah, I wrote yeah. that. That was all. Yeah, yeah. It's got Madison's fingerprints, grubby mitts all over it. I didn't write every single line in it. Like it was my premise, and I wrote the blue bit. But like other people came in, came up with like other other bits of it. But like, yeah, no, that that that's mine. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a bit. That's that's got a that's a man of sketch for sure. Um, and you know, it always got over, and so we didn't take it out of the show for two and a half years. <laughs> Until people started to not remember that song, that was the that was the problem, you know. Eventually, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, let if me tell you, they didn't remember out. the song, they would have been like, "Oh, right." So they're just like saying the lyrics, like yeah, like, but... <laughs> like the composer of this was aware of the uh, the uh, conceit. Yeah, but I feel I feel like we really gave it our own twist, you know. And and uh, by twist, I mean often that that's worse, and it was uh, than the song, <laughs> but. I mean, that song in itself is, is so funny because they gave, like, they had, like, it's the single worst rap break in any song ever. Uh, it, it does contain the line, in reality, to whom did the stuff belong? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it was, it was at the peak of, um, like, not so casual and not very veiled. I would call it racism. I think because that's what it is. Where... A band would sort of go, we really need to put a rap in this song. Why? Because we have a black guy in the band. So he needs to do a rap. Oh, is he a good rapper? I mean, you you know. You heard me say black guy, right? (laughs) (laughs) And and I can't remember which blue member, what his name was, but he was not good at rapping. But they still made him do it. Simon Simon Webb. Simon Webb. Um, former professional footballer Simon Webb. Uh, Is he? Yeah, he used to play for Port Vale, then he got injured, and then they put him in blue. I think certain people, like some entity, finds them, and they're like, "We're gonna make you something." <laughs> I mean, we're gonna we're gonna make you something. Like where you like you go back on the litany of things before they hit something that worked, and it's like your man, the like Donald Skeen, the chef. Like, or someone <laughs> in RTE found him, and they were like, "This guy's really great." I gotta yeah. tell you. We got it. What does he do? I don't know really what he so much does, but yeah. what we are going to do is find something for him. And they try. Yeah. Like, you know. The the RTE produced the secret producer in RTE had a real bee in his bonnet about them trying to make Craig Doyle work for years. <laughs> 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 kept, stepping, 
Craig Doyle different vehicles for him to be shy. <laughs> <laughs> So like, oh, I mean, look at this program. guy's got charisma, you know? He's got yeah. charisma. He can hold a late-night show. So, so RTE with Craig Doyle were taking the Lindsay Davenport, Mitchell, and Weber approach. It's a great grand strokes. He's so tall. I'm going to surprise you again when I suggest Craig Doyle, you know? <laughs> uh, so my beer is from Loita. And I think they're like Van Zevenkamp or whatever that. Don't is. leave that one lying around. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Boy, and it is, it is called Bach beer. However, I don't think it's a Bach. I think it's, I think it's like a Belgian double or something. Why would you just have a Bach when Super Bach is right there? It's like yeah. I'm a man, <laughs> you could have Superman. Also, very, that's the only thing about Super Bach. It's like the one thing, it, the two things it isn't. It is not Super and it is not a Bach. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they, they, do, they do insist on serving it and that it is uh, fully compliant with all of the EU standards with regard to what you can consume. So I don't know. We're going to learn about Loita Bach beer, apparently being made since 1927. I have a Rascals Yankee White IPA, a beer that I'm not a particular fan of in general. But mm. this one uh, was best before December 2021. So it's it's got some got some hair in its chin, you know. That's gonna that's. Has it been in, if it's been in the fridge the whole time, it's probably it's pretty much definitely fine. Yeah, it had like yeah. I am currently in J Dog's parents' house dog sitting, and let me tell you who didn't buy this. Her parents. No, this yeah, is something yeah. that I brought, I you would brought say, it. a year ago. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a Christmas beer that's just kind of chilling. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's still there. Yeah, but you know, it, it, it'll be fine. Well, that is an interesting one. Why did you buy it? Because I'm not a huge fan of it either, yet I do often find it in the fridge and I must have bought it. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, 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 exactly. I think, yeah, there's some sort of viral marketing campaign where they're just placing it in people's fridges, hoping hey, that it's like, oh yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's nice. Why not? Um, like D. John Mustard. Never bought it, always in the fridge. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, ever... I don't really know what you do with it. It's, it, it's sort of... It's sort of just like a jar of little, like the bubbles from bubble tea, except they're mustardy, you know, um, and I don't. Wait, don't are you thinking of whole grain mustard? I may well be thinking of whole grain mustard. Um, yeah. That's oh, Dijon, what, what I say, what can't you do with Dijon mustard? You know, you can put it yeah. on things. goes yeah. great with tang. Also, mustard is a great emulsifier. So if you want to create a, a salad dressing, throw some mustard in there. That'll stabilize that emulsion for you. I did not know that, Donald. Oh. And when did RTE decide that they were going <laughs> to make you a chef? <laughs> it blows my mind. They would do that with like people, but at no point were they were, were they like, you know that Gavin guy? Could we do something with him? No. <laughs> he must stay in advertising. He must never forever. grace the screens. <laughs> like I, it, it is like I can see Torberty holding you down. I can imagine Torberty being like the click in the WWF in the late 90s <laughs> with, with The Rock, where they're like, we can't let this guy get on top because then they're going to find out that like that I'm dog shit and that it's not actually that hard to do this job. Who <laughs> so, <laughs> was in the click? Uh, that would have been Kevin Nash, Shawn Michaels, uh, Triple H, um, uh, X-Pac, and uh, Razor Ramon, Scott Hall. Um, that would have been ah. Sunday. So it's the NWO, but you swap out Hogan for trips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they were they, they were notoriously um, friendly. It was, it, it was worse in WCW actually because what at least in WWF you had like these like you had like Sean and Triple H. You like they weren't afraid that like someone was going to outwork them really, particularly not Sean because he was he was brilliant despite the fact that I hate him, but he was brilliant. But like uh, Nash in particular was like, if we let the, if we let good workers go to the top of the card, I'm going to have to work harder, and I really don't want to because they're currently yeah yeah me. yeah. Haven't you seen how big I am? <laughs> I got long hair, I got big muscles, and I'm very tall. So that's enough, unless people see that it isn't. So I think <laughs> Torberty Tor is the Nash of RT. He's so muscular that he really doesn't want someone he even is, more. He's, even yeah, more he's muscular. if anything a more muscular. Kevin Nash. His yeah. his nickname is actually Diesel Diesel. Double Diesel. Red Diesel. Double Diesel. Double yeah. Diesel. Bigger Daddy. 
the biggest the biggest of the daddies a big daddy yeah. or big daddy deadly as opposed to big daddy cool. <laughs> uh actually they were they were also were originally going to go with him for kevin nash's part in magic mike but it was kind of like the story about omar from the wire you know when he's jumping out of the window it's like they didn't actually audiences reacted badly to how buff and strong the Tuberty look because they're like yeah, that's not Tuberty was yeah that's not really a guy like, I don't buy him you know <laughs> so, so they had to tone him down and go for the less muscular less gigantic uh, medium sexy Kevin Nash <laughs> uh, oh yeah okay uh, Jack what did you get oh I got the Porterhouse uh, shot the trouble stout just oh, I've nice. had it just chilling here for a while uh, I thought I had been putting off drinking because I assumed it was like nine percent. It's not. You think, wouldn't you? You it's would. Not, it's World One Two. It's a yeah. It's a seasonal one. It comes out once a year, I think, around Easter time. Which I guess if you're going to have some chocolate, why not? Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember buying like uh, a case of it the first year I noticed it because like there was a bit of buzz about it on on Twitter. And you can get the twelve or the twenty four, and it was a bit like when we went elephant riding in Thailand, and, I, and we were all standing around going, "I don't know if three hours is really enough time to be on the elephant." You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> maybe we better go for the full day of elephant riding um uh, and I, I while I actually i did quite enjoy it it was not the elephant riding that's the worst thing in the world and no one should ever do it but the the, the chocolate truffles there was like you know 12 would have been 12 would have been enough i don't need 24 of these <laughs> but it's an interesting one to have and it's it's been maturing there in your in your uh, beer cellar for a little yeah bit let me check well. the let me check the check the date on this bad boy Best before March. Oh, yeah, nice. Fine. It's the God of Beer Fest. The God, God of Beer Fest. Oh, that's the song. Yeah. The I Have the Shits podcast tomorrow. <laughs> well, we haven't had any Heineken zero zeros, or <laughs> I think six is the magic number for making you shit yourself. If you have six of those. You're, you're in trouble. <laughs> um, well, I don't know if it made it onto the record part, but I, I do recall asking the beer note about this before, and he said that stouts are pretty bulky. You're, you're safe enough. It's actually t- I, I I didn't even check the date because it tasted so fine. And it also fun. leads to his point about like why the idea of a bad pint of Guinness is such nonsense and like why the idea of a bad pint of Heineken wouldn't actually be quite as stupid as a bad pint of Guinness because it would be <laughs> way, way more likely that whatever small nonsense you think goes wrong in the, from the distance between keg to tap would, would affect a, 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 a more delicate lager than it would a, a, a big robust nitro stout. But anyhow, you know, we've brought that up before. What's wrong with your face? I'm sneezing. Oh, my face wants the inside of it wants to be on the outside. I understand and it's that. Me know. That makes <laughs> that makes sense. Um, on the agenda this week, oh, sorry, we're we're obviously uh, we introduced the beers first, and normally we don't do that. Normally, um, we're joined by Gavin Turner and 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 Gavin and Jack Harbury, um, the two guys. I yeah. mixed up their names on the sheet here. Uh, you think I wouldn't need to write them down because I would know their names? Uh, uh, well, I'll be naming my son Gavin Turner. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I uh, I'll be I'll be Jack Starbury. And my daughter, Manus. Oh no, guys! Oh, that's a boy's name. <laughs> There's already confusion about whether it's a boy's uh. name or not. <laughs> Manus, did you ever have any difficulty with people putting a small apostrophe in between the M and the A? Manus, yeah, but uh, Will Manus, please? I was w- whatever. Whatever year that Jackass episode came out where they went to the town of my anus, um, that was that was that, that was a big time for me being called my anus. Um, <laughs> I got to like fifth year before the lads on the rugby team figured it out, which you know well, as more says a lot about the guys in the rugby team. Says a lot yeah. more about the guys in the rugby team. There was who willingly get hit in the head. Yeah. And they didn't figure it out, like they didn't like figure it out. By anything other than an accident either like uh one one of, they were looking at the they were lo- they used to post the team sheet and, and they were looking at it and somebody just like, like leaned on the blackboard where it was and covered up the m and went holy shit that's got around <laughs> guys guys you guys are <laughs> not gonna this. believe this no it literally is ain't a seat cover it up <laughs> and then they got wild with it they figured out that you could change the crown the c in the crown into a g and it sort of was like groin. So I was anus groin for a while. Um, <laughs> anus groin, that's the taint. Yeah, that is the taint, isn't it? Although I would argue that, that, that men don't have a taint um, because 
the taint, I think, implies that both of them would be like that, that they're both either entrances or exits. They're both holes, for want of a better word. You know, taint one and taint the other. Whereas, uh, so the bit, the bit in between, and all like. So do we uh, have we have a bar? We have what a bar, a, or a squat ox, or um, <laughs> uh, yeah. The, the a gooch is more of an American thing because we we respectfully called one of our country's treasured Gaelic footballers uh, after the gooch. <laughs> so you know, that's carry for you. You know, he's a really good forward. He's a bit like the bit between your arse and your balls. <laughs> <laughs> you know that the best bit. <laughs> uh, the Healy Rays love a good bars. That is for sure. On the agenda this week, we're going to talk about the rugby. We're going to talk about smallpox and many other things. But before we do any of that, I think it's time to address the elephant in the room. Nelly, get out of here. Get out. Take her out. She's she's gonna. The elephant's. They're taking her out. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) Well, consider that addressed. Yeah, that 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 has been addressed. The rugby. Uh, Literally, the rugby. Uh, this is the mascot for the Rugby League World Cup, which was uh, uh, created by seven-year-olds, literally. That's the, that's the official story. And it's called the Rugby. And it is a bee that plays rugby. Oh. And I can't, help, I can't help but notice that this announcement came about. But a few weeks after we referenced the far superior Scrumble Bee uh, <laughs> that we invented on this podcast... So we got a little, a couple of little seven-year-olds who were chomping our flavor. That's what I'm saying. They're our flavor. They're chomping our flavor in a serious way. They're chomping it, and I am reminded a little bit of when Barton Millhouse are in the comic store, and they're like, "This is the much lamer radiation dude." Uh, the, <laughs> the similarities are subtle, but you can pick them out, you know. Uh, he, the Scrumblebee's delicious pun, <laughs> whereas the rugby lamer. Off and let's go. go. (laughs) So I think that's what's happening. Also, the design by seven-year-olds thing. Like, maybe it was or maybe it wasn't, but I feel like if that gets popular, that's just going to be everyone's go-to excuse for why their thing is shit. But, well, we let the seven-year-olds design it, so what did you expect? I expected you to not let the seven-year-olds design it. That's what I expected. (laughs) That's not on them. Well, a child drove that car into the wall. Yeah, I can't believe Where it. Where's the problem? Well, the one thing we have learned is that children are evil. <laughs> <laughs> Malicious bastards. So uh, the uh, the season, the Sith letters in the post rugby league. Yeah. Right? And don't try pulling us off. We're coming for everything you've got. And don't make us sue a seven-year-old because we will. We will sue a seven-year-old, which oh, yeah. you can legally do in the state of Texas. Uh, which yeah. is what, <laughs> far as I know, that's why all the comedians are moving there. Because it is, it is very lucrative to, uh, to sue a seven-year-old. Now, here's another problem with rugby league, such as I see it. Do you not think they should have sent a cease or desist letter to rugby union the very first second that they played in a league? <laughs> well, what's, the, what's your sin crime on rugby league? Yeah, I mean, rugby union really seems like it would be like we'd all sort of get together and appreciate rugby together. Yeah, compete against each other. Then they would watch rugby league. That's what it seems like. Yeah, the rugby union is the fan club for rugby league. I would have thought so. I don't yeah. know how they let it get this bad because they obviously invented the concept of playing in a league. Um, you know, so I don't know whether or not. So, what way would you structure rugby? I would have um, Britain invade lots of. Uh, parts of the world that are ill-equipped to defend themselves. Oh, so, oh, so like how, oh, how structure it now. So I don't even know how it would start it from the beginning. I was about to say, brother, I've got some news for you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, uh, Jack. You know my feelings on on sports leagues. You know, um, I would uh, I would structure it a lot more bantery. There'd be a lot more banter. And oh. there's already quite a bit of banter in, yeah. in rugby. So if you could, it would be. I feel like that was one of the that was one of the things that you know where like everyone wants to make the the something of something. For soccer, AM was like we really need to do for this sport what soccer AM does for soccer. 
or people would be like, well, this could be the top gear of insert thing here. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. we really need to make that work. Uh, and the new one is, uh, this would be like the new drive to survive. Uh, oh, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I did. I will confess, I watched the first episodes of the uh, of the Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney Welcome to Wrexham, where mm-hmm. they bought that small football club. And I was like, I will watch this, like, because I hate football. I will watch this like people who don't care about F1 watch Drive to Survive. And it has become yeah. my <laughs> reference point for all sports television that I understand people liking but not liking the sport. But see, yeah. Drive, to, Drive to Survive, like you can get a successful sport-based reality show. I'm, I'm certain of it, in fact. But what Drive to Survive and prior to it, the ultimate fighter managed to do, which mm. was to create this thing about the sport and then have that interest transfer to watching the actual sport. Uh, which is like that, that, that I can think of twice it's happened and I just named the two. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> oh, God, there must be some. Mm, there must well, be think, some no. I mean, what, you know, I, with the various soccer ones, I mean, they're the like, there's the, there's the Sunderland one that's quite popular, but did that lead a lot more people to be Sunderland? Maybe it did. It certainly lead so, more though. people to watch football. Yeah, and that's hard because people fucking love football anyway. Formula One and UFC were both really de- demonstrable in that, like, because F1 had disappeared behind a paywall, people weren't, people had gradually start, stopped watching it in big numbers. And I think whatever, um, whatever equity company that was behind them was just like, you need to get Liberty media. You need to go watch, get people watching your shit again. And UFC had a pro- had the problem where uh, Senator John McCain got them kicked off, like all of television and all of pay per view. Um, so no, again, no one was watching. But and then they did their thing, and then everyone was watching. I can't think of another example of when that happened. That's in theory what you're trying to do with wrestling television, or at least it used to be. You're trying to make a TV show to get people to come to the live show. To go, that's what I mean. Up until maybe the mid '90s, that was the business model. Was that the that we do our television show. They didn't even really pay them. In fact, many companies used to pay the pay for their airtime. For mm. them, it was their money was the, in the arena business. I or, feel like tennis could do with a show like that. I think you're. I think you're exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, I want to be you know, into ten, tennis. Ten, here's the thing. I used to think I liked watching tennis because, like, there's always something happening. It's always interesting. Mm. But looking back on it there is always something happening but is that thing interesting almost no. almost almost never uh, <laughs> you're right, it's, i would it's, say it's, the scope of things that can happen is very narrow yeah like that's something like f1 is and here's something that like a drive to survive allows you to do f1 is difficult to care about because it's so complicated yeah mm. you know there's like all sorts of like engineering that happens in the in the off season and throughout the year that like you just don't see in the the um the actual races so like yeah. for them to be able to provide that like context allows you to create drama in a way that like oh this time he hit the ball hard you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Been on that yeah. one like it went in when it, it, fairly, like it's difficult it's impressive it's uh, extremely athletic it's fairly straightforward though yeah it, it is, is uh, quite quite straightforward you'd have to say yeah and so- soccer has that same i wouldn't call it a problem because you know I, I quite a few people actually quite like soccer uh, so i don't think it has that same. but i think gavin or jack i can't remember which one of you said it you might have hit on something when you said tennis, because I think the things that would lend themselves to it are going to be, first of all, they're going to be the individual mm. things, yeah. uh, because, I mean, you really just, you have to get over your characters. And then really, it does, once you care who wins, it, and that's true of fighting more than anything. It's like the fight can be crap. Um, the you know, but what, like you, you will, you, if you care who wins it, you really care about it. Like, you know, mm. so it doesn't, um, but I think the sports that are individual and sort of they have a tour, I think they're the ones that will work because you have the same guys interacting with each other all the time, going around doing different things. Like I think snooker would work for it. Um, That's a great snooker point. Snooker might work for us. 
Again, it's snooker. The scope of things that can happen is relatively small, but the impact of why and how they happen and what happens as a result, it's all about the politics, the intrigue, the people, yeah. the conflicts. Like, that's, I think, one of the... I mean, partially it was because it was one of the sports that got on television and, uh, and when there were, like, five channels. But another reason when snooker was, like, super popular is when you had this, like, tour of lunatics. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, and, and you just really needed a vehicle for people to go, oh, yeah, these guys, okay, I, I want to mm. see this, you know. Uh, Bill Werberneck uh, uh, comes to mind when you're just, like, a guy who... Um, the story always was he managed to get his alcohol consumption uh, as a tax write-off because he claimed he had a hand wobble that stopped him playing snooker. So, oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> like, a sport that contains a lunatic like that really just needs to get on your screen for a little while. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and tennis, I think, could work. if t- Tennis's biggest problem is that like the, the, the three best guys are so much better than all of the other guys. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. it. Yeah. You know, it's, and, so did you... and, and the women's is now getting more interesting as Serena departs the scene because yeah, like, yeah. she was so dominant for so long too, you know? And in general, the women's tennis will refresh itself more because for whatever reason, like uh, the, the female tennis player, Serena being, I don't even know if she's an exception, but she's an exception, like where like their best years seem to be like their early 20s. And I'll, I, I don't know, is there, is there some physiological reason why that happens? Uh, or is it maybe that they that they they get they start getting pregnant later on and then, and then they go well, we're going to take a few years off I, I don't know what it is yeah I'm not sure but like you know so you have like like what what, what age was was it Kim Clijsters she was like 23 when she retired or something you know and you'll see mm. like a 16 year old will come in and be the best player in the world like you know yeah you know? yeah yeah so there's that more of a natural turnover so it doesn't have yeah. a chance to st- to stagnate you know as much yeah uh, but yeah and your Serena's and your Steffi Graf's are exceptions rather than the rule who have that yeah. sort of longevity and you do want those sort of exceptions you just don't want all of them to be that way i don't mm. think yeah you, know, you want your variety is the spice of life yeah and uh, yeah well, okay here's okay jumping jumping off point here yeah what do we think in general of the fact that like our star sports people are having careers that are far longer than they would have been even 10, 15 years ago. Your Ibrahimovic's, your Cristiano yeah. Ronaldo's, your uh, you, Tiger Woods won the Masters, like, you know, long after. Well, you know, golf is different, but. Uh, golf is different, but even still, know, he was, he was, but, he, he but was like, done, but he wasn't done. Yeah, absolutely. Federer, yeah. Federer is still, like, you know, one of the top players in the world. Nadal, similarly, yep. you know, like, um, conditioning, sports science, nutrition, everything is leading us to just, like, elongate the the lifespan of sports people yep i I don't know if i want to say like do you think it's a good or a bad thing but like what do you think of it that's a very interesting question um because you're right like it's like what is doing it are they all are they all just on on the gas are they all just on the good gas that you can't catch them for Mm. um is is it like a stem cell thing I i don't know what it is that's doing it and so to an extent what i think of it would be colored very much by like figuring out what's the trade-offs what's but you have you you've hit on a point there gavin i'm sorry jerry why maybe why don't you why don't you say what you think of it jackson before i go off and fucking tangentize well, this thing to death well i think i think what it i think this you get to tell a a, a type of story that hasn't been told before I, my go-to is tom brady tom brady's the big tom one brady. that's what came to my head for me first it was like it's like this talent and this, like, you get to build these gods in a way that I think you got to build these exceptional people beforehand who had these, like, burn, burn bright and burn short. And I don't know. I think with something like sports, we need to have our records broken all the time. Yeah. You know, if it's not like, I don't think the NFL would be what it is if it wasn't for someone to be like, oh, we've got the, the youngest man ever to get. 10 hundred yard running games and you know like they're they're always trying to find a way to like craft a narrative around yeah. you know this is the best it's ever been and i think longevity just kind of has to be a part of that and it gets mm. it unless you tell a totally different kind of story that's just about grinding it the fuck out 
Yeah, and I think you're right. You don't want like a, you don't want every player in the league to be Tom Brady and playing until they're 45 or whatever age he's eventually going to quit on. But like baseball always had these totemic figures that would have like 20 year long careers, and you would get to know them, and you'd grow up with them, and you mm. couldn't believe it when they retired, and they set these huge records and everything because attritionally, it's not quite so attritional. Football never did, but they seem to have figured out a way to where they can have a Tom Brady now. Um, yeah. But the, the tangent I was about to go off on is, is you, you've sort of reminded me of something I, I've always had a half-arsed idea about you know, when it comes to soccer players. You'll probably both recall um, a few years ago, it started coming out that like a lot of players from countries that had very corruptible bureaucracies um, were the ages mm-hmm. they said they were. Exactly. So, you know, you're, oh, you're yeah. like... You know, Nwanka Kanu was actually was like we thought he was 35 and he was 50. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, oh, he looked 50. Yeah, he did, like, what, what, amazing what, that he was yeah. still playing even like championship at that age. Oh, I'm telling you, and like you know, you had your you had your, your Obafemi Martinses, like again, probably 10 years older than I think what he what he thought he was. We thought he was 25 when he was probably at least 35. And there's a, there's players like that, and you would see um you would see them drop off like at ages that you just really wouldn't expect it, and it was always rumored or in some cases confirmed that yeah they were just lying about what age yeah. they were um and it was always sort of um and i think part of like the, the the sort of negative spin on it came from the fact that like these countries are often african and like there's like um i don't know we sort of like we we, we have this idea of them being like these tin pot places with these like um uh, con men coming out of them or something and so we sort of like i don't know if we learned the long football itself learned the wrong lesson from it because what always struck me was that well why were they lying about their age well i mean presumably it's because over after a certain age if a scout has not identified something in you you're done you're finished yeah you know so you pretend to be 15 when you're when you're when you're 20 or whatever and 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 then the scout sees you and they um you get into the system and, and you actually turns out you are able to that um to, to make a, a career out of it but that always struck me was that like does that not indicate to you if you're not looking at it through a weird like these these horrible africans are trying to scam us lens does it not strike you that your scouting is abandoning players like way too young yeah and that that's where and that like football's money ball moment is not going to look like um, uh, Billy Bean at the Oakland A's, you know. Mm. Um, but it might look like some someone realizing, hang on, Obafemi Martins was amazing for a few years. Granted, yeah. it was a few years shorter than what we thought he was going to be. But I mean, you remember he was insane. He was fast. He was he was he, yeah, he could do everything. Fast, he, he, strong, everything. Yeah. He, he was lethal. Um, uh, Nwanku Kanu was brilliant for a few years at Arsenal um, and still and then again very effective for a few years after that it's like I don't know is, the, is that where the value is going to be found that we can go well actually what if we like like just hang on to guys for a little bit longer and just see maybe we can get two or, like what's two or three good seasons worth to you as a football team presumably loads right yeah, yeah. I mean I mean I think it's probably worth a a calculable whatever the millions they're getting paid is probably what it's worth well yeah well exactly and then yeah. plus the plus whatever the margin they need to make on players so like that's what i'm saying so like how presumably there's value to be had in like picking up guys who conventional wisdom has said that like oh they're too old they're not gonna you know what have you what have you just got a load of them who you got two or three good years out of i mean is that is that is that a crazy thing to be thinking about i don't know no not at all because yeah, I suppose yeah, I suppose like a lot of people, a lot of clubs would buy players who are younger with the hope of like getting two good, two or three good years, and then selling them on for a huge yeah. profit. You know, so I think the model is also geared towards every other club having having the same thinking, which is like we need young players. Yeah, you know, so so if you get someone at thirty. They have two good years. You're not going to be able to sell them on to anybody. That's true. That's true. Um, but then you know, that that coupled with the fact that you, they are there are 
certain special guys who are looking after themselves. How much of that as well is probably just like, you know, we don't just get drunk every day now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you know, we're not just like eating chips and pasta. Like we're not eating like a chicken carbonara for breakfast the morning of a match. <laughs> Which we used to think was the best thing we could do. Yeah. <laughs> Why do we think that? It just sort of seemed like we should. I just, uh, <laughs> just get a bunch of pasta in here. Pasta is <laughs> energy, bro. Pasta <laughs> is energy. It's like, isn't it amazing what sports science is doing now? And you realize it's like Cristiano Ronaldo. What's this he only just doesn't drink 10 pints, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I do. I, I did a I did a particularly uh, old school training session in, in in the wrestling gym there a couple of, a couple of days ago and then and then immediately had to go home and watch the Ric Flair thirty for thirty documentary again. My favorite part of which is when he's like, "Yeah," and I went into the doctor and he said, "Well, uh, you know, uh, what what do you drink?" And I was like, "Well, I had about ten beers and five mixed drinks." And he's like, "Really that much?" He's like, "How many days a week do you do that?" Oh, seven days a week. What? Are you trying to say that you have 10 beers and five mixed drinks every day? How, how long have you been doing this for? Well, I started in 1972, and it's, uh, it's about 17 years. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, by the end, he was on the couch. I was on the chair. <laughs> I'll compliment him. You know, you, you, so we're there thinking it's this big mystery. And then it's like, well, why? Why? Why, why could it be? What happened to Wayne Rooney? Why, why, when he was getting into his early 30s, was he basically done? And then you like look back and it's like, well, Wayne Rooney's mother, when he was a trainee at, Ed, at Everton, once marched down to the club and informed them that her son would not be eating that newfangled diet they were putting him on, that he likes to eat sausage, beans, and chips, and that's all he was going to be eating, or she was going to take him somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, Wayne looks like he enjoyed his time. I suspect he did. He does, yeah. Who wants to who wants to be sitting there chiseled at the age of 37? I mean, yeah, we all like the idea we all, of it. We all was, yeah. But we all like the idea, yeah, but you don't like what you'd have to actually do for it to exist. For like, you know. It's it's but, the like, I want a good body, but yeah. this is exactly how much I want a good body. 100 percent Yeah. What is it? Everybody wants to be a bodybuilder, nobody wants to lift a heavy ass weight. Nobody yeah. wants to lift this heavy ass weight. Now, the one thing I would <laughs> say for this heavy ass weight is such an excellent just nuance on that line. Nobody wants to lift this heavy ass weight. <laughs> now, the, the, what, I what I will say for Mr. Coleman is his premise is flawed. Most people don't want to be bodybuilders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a Ronnie Coleman line, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, 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 that's that's pure Ronnie Coleman. <laughs> and then you look at like you, you, I'm like, I believe that Ronnie Coleman wants to do nothing else because he's basically in a wheelchair and he's still like, yeah, I'm. I mean, I do have to wear like a lot of structural support to walk, but I this still exoskeleton. Like to, yeah, but I still do like to do those heavy squats. You know, it's pretty pretty important <laughs> to me. Um, bless his heart. That's what he likes to do. He's Ronnie Coleman, and that's why he was able to do that. Um. It's not just the, the genetic gifts, although you do need those too. I mean, there's certain frames that aren't going to look like Ronnie Coleman, but you also have to be insane. <laughs> you, are, you do have to be insane, yeah. And not to compare myself with Ronnie Coleman, but I had a bit of a gym moment on Friday that was, mm. uh, you know, a bit. But I uh, was doing some 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 little squats, right? Mm. Um, I'd say, I'd say the word little is doing I, a lot I of work on that, that one. I know. Sorry, what was that, Jack? I think you said do it little squats i was like he's trying to body shame you he's trying to body shame you gavin and he shouldn't because you have an excellent body and no shame i'm sorry exactly. i've never done no a squat shame. my entire life but uh at, at some point towards the end of my rep i'd be like oh yeah wow well, really got the back involved with that one i hope that doesn't <laughs> come back to bite me <laughs> i'll tell you what it did you got yeah. fit i'm feeling it <laughs> oh, oh yeah 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 no uh, it's um there is like oh, there's yeah, there's lasting damage, but it's just enough pain to tell me like you're a fucking idiot. Just like it's weird. Like we but we will behave like idiots in the gym, and it's like it's not like I understand doing that if you're like an athlete or something. But we're just doing it for nothing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, um, I, I I will often do very 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 stupid. I try, I tried to lift too heavy one time and dropped like. 70 kilograms on my face like you know it's i like i just ended up with a bit of a scar i could have died yeah, for yeah. what <laughs> for fucking what <laughs> oh.
Yeah. And at that point as well, like at least later on, I did figure out that if you actually want to look in any way good, you do have to like not drink every single day. Um, but at that point, I was like, yeah, I'm not even going to try just eating right or not drinking, but I'm going to just try and, <laughs> I'm going to try and lift my way out of this problem. That's what will that's what will do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to outwork a bad diet. Yeah. Now, the la- I, I do understand that you, you can't train a bad diet for the most part. But my point always was, it's like, yeah, but imagine if I didn't do the training. Like, I just, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm actually trying to just catch up, you know? I'm, like, not, I'm not trying to excel here. I'm trying to I, remain at zero. I trained like a lunatic to just be a bit fat. <laughs> and, I, like, and it took me years to be like, you know, you could just fucking like have the training and eat less. I am not going to do that, though. <laughs> you know. I love my sausage, beans, and chips. I love my... And my mother will pull me out of the Everton Academy if you ever suggest again that I should change my ways. And for yeah. Wayne Rooney, for years, it must have seemed like he was completely right. Because yeah. everything he was doing resulted in him scoring shitloads of goals. Mm. So it's really hard to explain to someone who's at that level that it's like, you know, you could be even better it's like how i'm amazing Clearly i'm the, the best, best, yeah, I'm the yeah, best yeah. one yeah work harder no no I'm why would already, i already like a record goal scorer for man united i'm class i know more th- i know more than you do and then but then if you're cristiano ronaldo where you're like yes i'm brilliant but couldn't i be brillianter and you're like a psycho i think he i i think he probably is a complete lunatic, i think like. i think cristiano ronaldo is a full um psychopath yeah i just i've i've got those vibes off him a lot i'm just like this this man i don't know like it's probably good that he's playing football because i don't know what he'd be doing otherwise you know uh, yeah, yeah. With amazon yeah, yeah. <laughs> because you kind of have to do like it that's the yeah, that's like the billionaire thing like if i had 500 million i would stop <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 and that's the reason why i'll never have 500 million it's true <laughs> and why yeah. the guy who will make 500 million will make five billion because yeah, he's no one guy. ever no one ever meant to make a hundred million dollars no they meant to make a billion dollars and, yeah. they, and they fucked it up so bad they ended up with a mere hundred million dollars what fucking losers i'd rather have my amount which is <laughs> it's a weird trade because like quarter million i don't want to say i'm sorry i don't want to say say i feel sorry for a billionaire but i do sort of feel sorry for like when they're like they're like 80 and they're still working and it's like, oh, what the fuck was all of it for? You didn't, you couldn't enjoy, you couldn't enjoy it. It wasn't yeah, in yeah. you to enjoy it. All you could enjoy was the, the acquisition part. And I guess they look at me and they feel sorry for me. And they're right to, because my life's shit. But that's, you know, <laughs> my life's great. I love you guys. I love Michelle. I hate my job. But, you know, that's, that, that's, just, I know, I love my job. My job's brilliant. Don't. Don't fire, for, fire me from it. I'm not. A, I've been in public Honest, service. Someone threatened to shoot up the place and they didn't fire him. You're fine. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And plus, I mean, I'm four years. Am I four years in, in there now? I'm uh, I'm like Brooks from the Shawshank. I can't go somewhere else and do an actual job. That's <laughs> not, you know. I used to make That's fun of those. Manus. And let me tell you, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I used to, I used to like, I used to like look at those guys and go, "Hope that never happens to me." And then it happened to me, and I'm like, "This is great. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. I never want to do anything else." Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, smallpox. Sorry, I did promise it's going to be small. Ah, small, smallpox. Um, I just want to congratulate the um, the committee of advertising executives who named it. The spin, the spin doctors who named smallpox, because it really sounds like it's not a big deal. You know, smallpox. It's it's a pox to be sure, but a small one. You know, big pox that'd be serious. Is it just smallpox? I just thought it was interesting. You know, and I thought, I thought as a joke, it would land better when I said it. To tell you the <laughs> truth, man. I'm going to be totally honest. You were. Mr. Roboto for that whole thing. You just totally broke up on my end. Oh, good. Oh, I thought my joke went... No, no. I, I, no, no. Line or I, uh, sorry, I thought I for a second... every word. I thought for a Yeah, but I don't care about your opinion. I thought <laughs> for a second my joke didn't land. <laughs> it was... You, you presented it... You, you said it with a... You said it like you didn't believe in the joke. 
I, yeah, I, but I don't believe in it where it is yet. I feel like I yeah, feel like there's a job yeah, in there though. Nor should you. That's that's how you know you. you that's how you know you still got it. <laughs> I guess yeah. If I ever, wherever. That's what a comedian would do: is they would go on stage, try it, fail, try it, fail, try it, fail, until they got a joke out of it. And mm-hmm. um, that that bit of comedy always just felt felt like hard work to me. Why can't you just give me money? in recognition of the fact that I'm class was always my opinion on, on, how, on how a career in comedy should go. And it's funny, isn't it, how it didn't really work out for me. You know? <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm deadly, give me cash. Uh, didn't, didn't work. It, 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 it didn't work as a move. Didn't, uh, yeah, didn't work yet. That's true. I could, I could still trick someone into giving me a job in television or something. You know? Yeah. Yeah, we got we had we drank beers. We can talk about them. Yeah, this got off Yankee White. It was actually really delicious. I loved it. Um, maybe it's the gone offness. I'm getting Ooh. the like orange peel, um, sort of thing that says on the can. Uh, yeah, I like it. Good. It's uh fine. It's uh seven point five. That that sounds even more than fine, Gavin. Well, well done, rascals. We were all. Big fans of. Oh, you know what? I've just realized my uh, my microphone hasn't been plugged in the whole time. So that is why I've been robotic. I'm just using the shitty um the shitty oh. laptop mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did did uh, notice? Didn't say anything. That's uh... uh. In fact, it's been it's my shitty. It's not even the laptop mic, which it's the fucking in ear jabbers. Oh well, keep that's a, why everything I said wasn't brilliant, listener. That's keep, why. If you keep poking them as well. Oh, that makes it better, right? It makes it way better. I bet it. I bet it does. I, I bet bloody it bet it does. So 7.5 for the Yankee White. Uh, Jack, what of the what of the um I'm really enjoying this. Like it's a chocolate truffle stout. I would say that two of those words are barely necessary. It is very nice, but it's kind of it's like it's not as outrageous as you might expect from something that, that sort of has that many words on it. Yeah, definitely chocolatey. Um, still really nice. It's a, it's an eight. Oh, you hear that? Hear how much better that is? <laughs> oh yeah, that's much better. I'd have done that a little while ago. That would have been. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That would have made it a lot better. I had one of those really dumb realizations as well, where I was like, oh, I forgot that mic was wireless. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I noticed nothing was plugged in and I said, oh yeah, that's right. The mic is wireless. <laughs> of course it's not. I mean, it is in this sense, but it wasn't plugged in. Uh, yeah, that was my feeling on the chocolate truffle said uh, Jack too, if I remember correctly, was that it's like, I feel you really need to balls to the wall, something like that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You need it to be novelty levels of. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I think that would include beefing up the ABV a little bit and, and doing a few other things. I certainly would have expected it to be higher. I'm, a, I'm, I'm, happy that it's not just just you know i don't, I don't, need, it, I don't it need to get good. that on monday yeah. no it is pretty no it's pretty good for what it is it's just i think you're 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 going against the expectation you're going against the grain you're fighting a fight you don't have to fight people are thinking it's one thing and it's not like i'm just kind of it, it's like when the basic meaning of a word changes or like or when people keep spelling something wrong for so long that it becomes right and even though you know the right way you're now wrong and you just have to go you just have to go with it yeah you just yeah it's not something that that's worth fighting for yeah i, I think they, they should they should beef it up um maybe there's enough people who just buy it every year that they won't dare it's not it. bad no it really isn't it's just not i don't fully understand like there's something of a fervor about it when it comes out every year and i don't know why Hmm. I don't. I don't see why it's one of the like. I don't know how. It, well, fair play to Porterhouse, and again, they made a competent beer, so it's not like I'm not trying to shit on them. It's just I don't know what I was expecting when I ordered loads of it that time. Maybe I just ordered too many of them, and now I'm blaming Porterhouse for my uh, uh, for your for your <laughs> rampant ambition. My rampant ambition. My rampant being a big dirty mark. Like <laughs> you did. There is that. Yeah. You know, it's just a, I, I will be convinced, like, this is the man who bought a liter of Johnny Walker Blue because it's the expensive one. Like, you know, yes. big, I'm a mark. Like, that's, they see me coming. Uh, this Loita Bock beer is fine. Um, I don't, <laughs> but I don't know why you, 
if this came from like Lidl or Aldi or one of them, but I don't know why you'd buy it when, even though it's probably cheaper, it's not enough cheaper than say the red chime, which I think is mm. uh, not cheaper enough. That, with, that, like, with that absolutely thick little dwarf on it? No, that's, 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 oh, that's the shoof. Um, yeah, sorry. But that would, but it would. They they do they do a broom as well, and I think it would. Yeah, that the the lechuf or macchuf or whatever it's called would um would his his juicy little rump uh, <laughs> would uh would compare favorably to this. I don't know why. I don't know why you would buy this beer uh, apart from you just saw it and you're like, I wonder what it tastes like. There's kind of a hint of clove to it. Oh, I don't know. Like um, I don't. I'm not exciting. wild about clove. That's, a, that's exciting. It? eating a bit of ham you get the clove you're not happy you know true you really... but you're glad that it was there you want a hint of clove you want a hint of clove yeah i would suspect maybe this just goes a little touch over a hint but hey you get what you pay for and apparently i paid to be underwhelmed so there we are wow yeah huge it's fine Absolutely it's fine huge. though it's like a bit of fight it's fine it's not it's right but don't bother <laughs> that's what five means basically like it's grand but don't buy it yeah 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 don't turn it down don't go looking for it yeah, yeah exactly um but so what we completely for, what, what i completely forgot to do this week and meant to uh we'll put up a teaser for next week was uh we we took some strips off the boys are back in town last week um, yeah. and i've done a bit of research and it turns out we are not the only people to have had something to say on this on this subject I did the little um, uh, the little Google that is always a good idea to do when you come up with either a joke or a concept that really seems like very obvious. I'm like, you're like, okay, someone else has come up with this already. I did it. And uh, there, there are other people who have things to say about the lyrics to the boys are back in town. So we can, we can discuss that next week. You know? Fabulous. Look at this. Oh, excellent. Uh, so step so two. Dropping drop hits. Step two, which we never do, we'll be actually getting back to it. That'll be, you know, uh, we haven't done it yet. No, it's true. We haven't done it yet. We yeah, we may yet. We may yet. We uh, may get back to it. We may get back to it. But it really only leaves us one thing to choose to. Play that every week. Um that's obviously well, clear clear to me anyway that the uh, clear as mud to me, yeah. which is that we are cheersing to Oh, that kids in Springfield are SOBs. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> like, I could have said anything. Why not just say, why, why not just say a phrase? Why, why sit around and go, but yet, here we are. Here um, we are. Yeah. Here if we are. Still, if you're still listening to this, fuck you right in your fat face. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I said it. No, man, you can't say that to those little SOBs. <laughs> Good to be back, baby. It's good. You know what it was? It was the recording going out. That's what threw us off. It threw us off. That never happens. We don't normally get thrown off. And cut. Good enough. Splice in some reaction shots of me and shove it on the air.